0: And good morning and welcome to episode four COVID WTF it's with Mike and Jeremy enjoy the show
1: are you there Mike
0: good morning sir good morning how are you sir uh, hold on a second. I just gotta adjust some things. <laughs> uh,
1: name? That would be me. And Jeremy.
0: Ah, sorry about that.
1: No, you're fine, dude. So,
0: having technical difficulties seems to be the theme of the uh, last couple of weeks. But hey,
2: that's why nobody's perfect. I'm a nobody, therefore I am perfect. Okay.
1: <laughs> well.
2: How was your week? How was your week? Quiet, thankfully.
0: <laughs> those are those are always the best ones, especially after the last couple of weeks you've had.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, unreasonable expectations at work, shit like that.
0: Yeah, well. Yeah, it's been relatively uneventful. I know my boss was uh, – so I'm a, I'm a fiber splicer, which I could be making more money elsewhere in this country, but you know what? I like the company, and I like to stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to my boss, and he said we were like 24 LCPs or FDAs behind. They're basically our, our distribution areas for uh, our fiber. We're like 24 behind. <laughs> but Oof. the problem is we, we before my, uh, his boss, the one that just passed away, he he did a lot for the company. Got an extra yard for, you know, so we didn't have to drive all the way out of Santa Rosa to, you know, Hayward, which is, you know, on a good day is an hour, on a bad day, about two. Uh, and it's only 60 miles away, go figure. Um, right. So he got that, but everybody down there is leaving because they're not getting paid. And and I'm like, and mind you, a fiber splicer gets paid on the low end for a fiber splicer is, you're probably looking 30, 35, 40 bucks an hour.
1: We're making like,
0: what was that?
2: How are they not getting paid?
0: The, well... Uh, the company is—they treat their people well. They treat them like humans, not numbers. So okay. people stay, stay, tend to stay. I.e., me and my buddy who've been there for you know, twelve and thirteen years, re, you know, respectively. Um, they're getting paid, but they're getting paid below the average for what a fiber you should get. Okay. So. I kind of looked, was talking to one of them the other day and I go, Hey, you know what? You got to realize, yes, they are not paying the industry industry minimum. But if you really think about it, you're getting either paying 80% of your medical, your dental, your vision and all this other stuff. And they don't real, well, that doesn't mean anything. Like you want to pay for it out on your own.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause that's, that's like, expensive.
0: Oh Yeah. I mean, you, I wear glasses and I, you know, I had one of my coworkers said he dropped a grand on glasses. I'm going, where are you getting your glasses? Right. Because uh, I spend, I just got my glasses. I think I dropped 140 bucks for well, even with my heavy prescription. Yeah, I'm blind as a bat and, you know, Coke bottles comes to mind. Um, but uh and I, yeah, my, I didn't pay that much, but I wear contacts most of the time. So it's like he wears glasses all the time. So I kind of get some of it, but I'm going, you got, I think you got taken for a bit much. Yeah. So, um, but they, they just don't register that. Yes, you're not getting paid the, what the industry demands, but you're getting a lot more. Some of these guys that are doing it like, you know, contract work, they have to pay for their own medical, their own dental, their own, you know, mm-hmm. their own equipment. I mean, we're rolling around with $14,000 worth of splicers, you know, each splicer is about 14 grand. I mean, but it's a, it's a fine precision instrument. I'm pretty sure you've got some too in your job, but you imagine trying to lay that out for, you know, on your own, not Uh, to mention your truck and your vehicle and and then
2: replacing it and
0: yeah, no, I'm like, so yeah, I'll deal with getting paid what I'm getting paid. Not in, you know, be home at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so we're, we're behind and it just, we're, we're losing people mainly because of money, but it's like, you know what? I still have a job. I'm still getting paid. I only work my eight hours a day and you can go pound sand. Um, (laughs) so that's, that's the extent of what's going on, but yeah, it, uh, it's been an interesting week. I mean, we're doing stuff, me and my partner are doing stuff the best way we can and the fastest we can. I'm like, you know what? I only work at one speed. Well, two, not working and then fast. Um, yeah. so how was the extent of my week? Awesome. Yeah. We've got,
2: uh, had a little disagreement with my upper echelon this week. They, uh, Decided that they want to put together three crews uh, from varying patrols, from all the patrols. They want a guardrail or a a fence crew, a ditch cleaning crew, and a mowing crew. Okay. Okay, great. You know, and these guys are going to travel around a a large area. And they said, while we're at it, we're going to give you a project on somebody else's patrol. And you've got four brand new ones on your patrol and you need to get them done before the snow flies. And I said, okay, great. I'll take my guys and I'll get them done. And they said, no, all your guys are going to these other crews.
0: Oh, they split your crews up.
2: And the question arises, how do I fix one section of guardrail that was brand new and it was six months old when it was hit? I mean, and destroyed guy hit it at like 110 miles an hour destroyed 170 feet of guardrail um talent yeah it was a medical condition actually that caused him to do that
0: um yeah those are no fun
2: yeah and they're like well you're just gonna have to figure out the best way you can (laughs) and my crew doesn't want to go on these other crews to help and (sighs) but you know what hey it's okay we'll just be the typical state worker and stand around holding a shovel.
0: Yeah, Caltrans drives me nuts in this state. I'm like, hey, you get paid forty bucks an hour to hold a shovel up. Can I yeah, get that well, you know,
2: they they can they can eliminate that by putting a kickstand on it.
0: <laughs> that would require forethought and thinking. We'll we'll outsource that. <laughs> nice, <laughs> that's outstanding. Alrighty then, yeah. Yeah, they they give us two-man crews and we're supposed to put up, you know, traffic signs and, you know, and some of the – where I'm working now, I, I'm pretty sure you've heard how bad Oakland is. Yeah. We're working in the middle of it where people shoot at our, our spice cases. Yeah, that's fun.
2: <laughs> You're not up there when they shoot, right?
0: Uh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so – I was, I got tapped to do the schools in Oakland, Oakland union school district. We got tapped to provide them 10 gigabit fiber connections to all the schools. So I'm like, all right. So I'm getting all the schools done. And then we're, we're trying to troubleshoot them. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I went over to the school to try and test it. I'm like, okay, I got nothing. Well, I did a little kind of a little trek, uh, walking, probably about less than a block away from the school. And I look up and there's nothing but burned out cable from a homeless encampment that was below the cable. It burned Comcast. It burned at It burned us. What's <laughs> well, so I had to pull. So I'm sitting there trying to pull. Oh, probably a hundred, 150 feet of brand new cable to splice together. Mike, mm. between point A and point B, not a big deal. Well, so kind of give you a visual, I'm on the street. We drive big F-450 boom trucks. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to park next to this either trailer or motorhome, I or forget what it was. I literally boomed up and over the motorhome trying to get the cable pulled. Oh. <laughs> this is just getting better and better. And the next thing I hear... I'm like, what the, about two blocks away, there was live, live, uh, live gunfire. Nice. Yes, and knowing the physics of how bullets work. Up and down. Up and down, and they can travel. (laughs) So you can imagine me sitting up in a bucket going, crap.
2: (laughs) And let me guess, your bucket is probably fiberglass and won't stop anything more than a mosquito.
0: Bingo!
1: <laughs> yep, ours are so the same way.
0: So I'm looking at this going, huh, okay. So, you know, based on, like, my training, you know, I, I go to the police academy, I know the basics, you know, gunfire, hear that kind of, you know, you know, Uzi gunfire, and then follow, followed by two or three, you know, single shots, which, you know, indicate either a handgun or the cop shooting back. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I checked I'm sitting here checking. I'm like, I didn't get hit. We're good. Go back to work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's just one funny story. Uh, the other one <laughs> was even more fun. I remember doing a, we were down in San Francisco and right near a school, we're doing something. And, uh, I saw all of a sudden see these, you know, unmarked cop cars and, you know, marked patrol cars. Just, I mean, they're going in a school zone. They're probably going 40, 50, you know, miles an hour to try and get around the school to, and surrounding area. So, and I'm like, okay. And then I see one of the cops walk out with an AR. AR-15, I'm going, I'm looking at my coworker up in the bucket. And I'm like, get down. <laughs> he kind of looked at me and go, why? Okay. There's a cop running around with an AR-15. Get your ass down out of the bucket, please.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In a hurry.
0: Yeah. And the, and the cop asked me to use my big 450 to block an intersection to keep people from, you know, coming into the air. And I just cleared the area. But, yeah, uh, live gunfire yeah. in a bucket. We've got nowhere to go. Not a fun, comfortable situation.
2: No. And then the cop asked you to block the intersection, intersection so that you can draw gunfire from them yeah no, uh uh-uh.
0: uh. yeah I got out of the truck. I'm like, you know if the Sonic company gets like bullet holes in the truck, it ain't me <laughs> Like, I don't care. I am not going to go home with any more holes than I came to work with. That's right. Call me crazy, but you know, hey, uh yeah, so Oakland is not a uh, a fun area to work in especially when what was it? Uh, this fucking. I'm sorry. This guy was just, I'm not going to go into any things, but this guy was an ass. He's literally, we're got our whole area marked out one day, you know, slow down road work, the whole I'm blowing through stop signs. And I'm looking, I'm like, I finally got so pissed off. I said, slow down. And the guy got stopped like on the, now across the intersection. It's like, this is my neighborhood. This is do all, do what I want. I'm going, Ah, today's society. Yep. So oh, yeah, those I, are just some I, of the some of the fun stories I deal with at work.
2: I have those, but it's the eighty year old lady that says I've been turning here for thirty years, and you've never been working here before.
0: <laughs> it Doesn't work that way. Yep. Yep. Oh, I I hate people. <laughs> I hate oh. the living. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh okay. So this there's two stories that just ticked me off from this. I don't know if you saw the rundown or not. I can't. I but I did. So my wife came back and she couldn't tell me at work, obviously because she was at work. But apparently, some kid came to school with a BB gun, you know, one with a safety tip and everything. I'm going okay. So I'm, I'm waiting for her to get home and to, her to tell me what's going on. And she tells me, goes, yeah, some female child was coerced by a couple of her friends to bring the BB gun simply because they wanted to feel like it was to get shot. Um, let that, let that marinate for a minute.
1: No, I don't want to... Um. <laughs>
0: I'm like, okay. Uh, I took knives to school. Yeah, it was about the extent of it. Yeah, but I didn't brandish them. No. I. But I was just like, how? And of course, you know, later I, I like I said, I it just the the person that brought the gun got suspended for five days. I'm like, really? Five days. Um. I carry the four, divide by two. Shit's not that nut. Uh Yeah, I, I just was kind of going, you're gonna suspend a child for five days for bringing a potential BB gun, or a potential gun for that matter to school. I'm going, I don't care if it's a BB. I remember a guy I used to go to school with, he remember, he would show me a a, um, a raised, kind of like a crater on his arm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what was that? he got shot by a metal BB and it's still in, it was still in his arm. Yeah. I mean, they cause damage whether they're the plastic kinds or not. And I'm just like, something just didn't work for me. And I'm like, okay, what I was kind of thinking, what the hell was the kid thinking? Oh, wait, they're not.
2: Yeah. There's, there's no, well, (laughs) I'll just leave it there.
0: (laughs) I I, I just, I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out what I, I, Why? (laughs) Just
2: why? I mean, I grew up, we had BB gun wars. (laughs) So did I. (laughs) You know, but when I was in high school, it was not uncommon to walk through the parking lot of the high school. Now, keep in mind, I grew up in a very rural setting. We would go deer hunting before school. And most of the pickups had shotguns or rifles in the rifle racks in the back windows. Yeah. We didn't have this problem.
0: No, I mean, it was it was common.
2: Yeah, and you know we all had a pocket knife in our pocket. I mean, the teacher would ask, you know, he the teacher needs to cut something out, and it's like, oh, you got six you students, you got
0: ten knives yeah. Get here.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, man, anymore, I don't think the. I don't think the intelligence, the 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 training, the teaching skills are there anymore from the parents to the to the child.
0: No, they're not. I I, I mean, I kid you not. I remember, you know, I've got family members that were cops, and you know, I remember uh, we were, and I don't want to go into details just because they are cops, but we were over at their house the other day, and my uh, my son asked to see the guns. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I trust, you know, my family member implicitly with handling of guns. He was, you know, former military there. He's a cop. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, and I, you know, I was standing right there and I kind of said, look, when you pick up a gun, any gun, you check to make sure it's clear, you know, well, yeah. rack the slide and you'll know, make sure it's cleared that way. You know, don't, you know, check the no rounds, this, that or the other, and you don't point it at anything you don't plan on destroying.
2: Yeah. Well, treat every gun as if it's loaded, whether it's loaded yes. or not.
0: Uh, exactly. And, you know, he's asked to see my, my sight, my, to my guns. And I'm like, I will happily show them to you. I have no issues showing to you when you're yeah. old enough to listen, I will take you out and shoot them Mm-hmm. plain and simple. Yeah. And he goes, okay. But they know not to touch my guns. They know to ask me, you know, if I can look at them, I'm like, sure. I have no issues with that but you're going to have, you're going to learn a healthy respect. I don't care what it's a BB gun, a pellet gun, you know, a 410 shotgun that burns holes in newspaper instead of a snake, but you know, Hey, yeah.
2: Well, and, and that right there, you're teaching respect and not fear for firearms. Yes. There are so many parents that instill fear about guns and the difference between fearing a firearm and respecting a firearm when it comes to seeing it handling it you can tell the difference in people yeah I mean I grew up with pistols and shotguns and I mean we all got our first shotgun at the age of 10 for Christmas and we were out hunting ducks the very next morning with them you know
0: yeah, no, and I, like I said, I don't, never hunted like you did, but, you know, I, I keep, my people keep on asking me, they're like, do you hunt? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't need to hunt to own guns. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only, the only thing I wish from my perspective, and I have to keep them locked up because of the kids, is I need to find something that would give me readily access to the, you know, the shotgun or, you know, one of my, one of my uh, handguns. Mm-hmm. And I have not found one that I can make sure my kids won't try and get at because I don't plan on storing it unloaded.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's home protection. I mean, yeah, I, it doesn't do you any good unloaded.
0: Yeah, pretty much. By the time you get unloaded, you're dead. Um, yeah. but I, I, you know, there's still something I'm working on, but it, like I said, my, my importance is and you're absolutely right. There is such a fear of, I, I, God, I get this, this is an, an age old argument I get in with, you know, even kids and, you know, people that uh, in the college system, which amazes the hell out of me. So here, here's an analogy. You have a gym. You park a car in the middle of the gym. Leave the car running for the sake of the argument. Is that car going to drive and kill somebody in any way?
2: Not without an operator. I, I, I see where you're going with this.
0: Yeah. Guns you do. Don't
2: kill people, people kill people.
0: Yes. And it's it exactly when people kind of look at me, well, this is a stupid argument. No, it's a philosophical one is like, it takes somebody to pull the trigger of a gun. Just like it takes somebody to get behind the driver that behind the wheel, that's drunk. Yeah. And people kind of look at me going, but, but, that's not the point. Guns are dangerous. In the wrong hands, yes.
2: Yes, they
0: in the <laughs> wrong <laughs> hands. In somebody who's trained, I mean, I'm not an expert by any stretch. I know where the business end of a gun is. Yep. <laughs> uh, and people kind of just still look at me. I, I just like, okay, guys, this, I'm not going to win this argument. You are against guns because they're mean and scary looking. Okay. So they're mean and scary looking.
2: So... Wrap them in Hello Kitty and unicorns and see what happens.
0: Yeah, they'll you know bubble wrap.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I see these posts on Facebook of you know I took my gun out, I set it on the porch with a box of bullets next to it, and I came home that evening and it hadn't killed anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I mean, I... it's there. There's nothing to fear. No, except spiders. I mean, but, um, and guns can be used for spiders. Um,
0: they only in Australia,
2: you haven't seen our tarantulas out here.
0: Um, I had a tarantula crawl on my arm. Don't start with me. E- this thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pet, yeah. That's a pet. I, we have them wild here. Um, oh. <laughs> And it's coming into the season, about sep- middle of September, they'll start migrating. And there are hundreds of them you'll see migrating. Oh, wow. And I mean, I brought one home a couple of years ago that was as big as my hand. And I have very, very large hands. Wow. My wife was not amused because I had it in a Tupperware. All She assured me that me and the spider would both be sleeping outside. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm taking you. Put the spider outside. Yes, far, far away. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I. I. That's my my one of my my kids. Like, look at a spider. I'm like, you're bigger than it. Step on it. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, yeah, tarantula. You may not kill it when stepping on, but like, uh, yeah, black widows die. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I've been bitten by a black widow. It's not a fun couple of days. Mm -mm. So nausea ensued, and I'm like, oh, okay. I went to the doctor, tetanus shot later. Okay, we're done.
2: So tell me about this unvaccinated teacher in Marin County.
0: That, well, that story just, oh, shoot, hold on. Uh, Yeah, that just came out on... I just found, Missy, my wife just found out about it on, or just read about it yesterday, and then I looked it up on, uh, working on two computers today. Uh, They, yes, it just, it happened back in May of this year. Okay. So it's not a recent. Yeah, it was recent. I mean, recent, uh, too recent for my liking. Well, yeah, but but I'm
2: not like in the last week.
0: No 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 this was back in May May 19th I think it on according to the okay. link uh and it was from looks like a reputable CBS, uh cbs bay area so yeah it's a re- reputable source so it's not something that was made up yeah um and all i got was the the note i guess she yeah 22 of the teachers 24 students all whom were ineligible so younger than age 9 or you know, under the age 12 at this point, were tested, 12 testing positive for the virus.
2: Was she a carrier, the teacher?
0: I didn't go into the medical things that I saw. Okay. I mean, regardless, it's like, you know, if she did, now, in her defense, if she didn't know she had it, then great, but, you know, This was a county away from me. It's like an hour hour basically south of where I'm at. Yeah. My wife's a teacher. Every teacher I've talked to, there's a couple people at the dojo that uh, are teachers, and they said they have to be vaccinated. It's like – now, mind you, I hate Marinites. Marin County is a well-to-do county. (laughs) I think the average income down there is probably well over 150,000 a year. And that's just from one person. Mm. So you can imagine the attitudes down there. It's like, I, I'm better than you are. I don't have to get vaccinated. I'm like, you're a teacher. One, you shouldn't have been teaching unless you were vaccinated. Granted, again, gets back to the same thing. It's within your right to not get vaccinated, but don't teach
2: yeah or uh, was she a mask wearer did she wear a mask uh uh, hold on
0: i don't
2: i I didn't see it in the article so i wasn't sure if you had anything further on it
0: yeah no it says a teacher read aloud unmasked inside the classroom despite school requirements to remain masked indoors
2: okay so for one the teacher's irresponsible yes She, she can be unvaccinated all she wants but she is in the caring she has the caring custody of very well, yeah. I mean young children. Yeah. That's completely irresponsible. Did she test positive?
0: Uh I believe that she did. Hold on. Oh, according to the report from the CDC, the teacher reported becoming symptomatic on May nineteenth. And continued to work for two more days prior to receiving a test. So, just wow.
2: <laughs> she has the potential to be patient zero for that classroom.
0: Yes, very much so.
2: And even if she's not, because she's an adult, she's going to become the, well, for lack of a better term, she's going to become a scapegoat for it.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, and I'm like you know, I do have a little bit of sympathy, but not much. I'm like, you no. were in charge of kids that, like you just said, you were potentially if not affecting just those kids, their families, their friends. I mean, everything. And she, I'm like, and you know, it came across a Facebook thing, and I go, that woman, that you know, he or she needs to be charged, plain and simple, in my view. Reckless endangerment, at the least. It, at a minimum, or child endanger, either way. But it's just like. What are the, I I just don't, it's like, you guys, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah,
2: use some common sense here. You would think a teacher would have some. Well, you'd think, I mean, I came down sick last week. Um, I guess it was two weeks ago. I just, I started feeling poorly at work that afternoon. The next morning I called my boss and said, I'm not coming in. Yeah. Come to find out, you know, half the country had a runny nose and a sore throat and you know, like a 24 to 48 hour issue.
0: Yeah. Well, we get, we get nailed down and where we are. Cause all the pollen, me and my partner, all the pollen, everything else, it's like, okay, we're like, you know, runny noses, everything else, but it's immediately once we get out of the area, we're fine. It's like, it's allergies and people, people are, how do I put this you know politely and politically oh, screw it they're very uneducated and unaware of what the difference between allergies flu a cold and covid yeah um, yes, I know they're similar
2: well and you know i was I was diligently checking my temperature every hour um, just so that I could report to my management that yes, I'm checking my temperature. And yes, I had body aches. My boss brought up a very good point. The day that I started feeling ill, it was almost a hundred degrees and I was out hand digging a trench for electricians. So yes, I'm going to have body aches the next day because I'm fat, I'm out of shape and I'm not as young as I used to be. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean, I monitored. I stayed home. I did the responsible thing and said, I'm not coming in. Come to find out everybody in the state had it at some point in the last three weeks. It is a cold.
0: Yeah, and that's summer it. cold summer cold.
2: Yeah. Now, the teacher, on the other hand, is completely irresponsible for. I mean, I'd be pissed if I was one of the parents.
0: Oh, 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 yeah. I got a, a another story that just just hit me, got into my brain. Personal. This was on, yo, me. So I get a, so Friday, you know, my daughter, my daughter just went, just started high school. So Friday we're in unhealthy air quality conditions Mm -hmm. and it's, I was leaving my yard and my temperature in my truck showed 96. Yeah. You know, poor air quality, you know, it's a no burn day and it's 96 degrees out. I'm like, awesome! I've come to find out that my daughter's PE teacher had them run the mile in 96 degree heat and the air quality as it was. <laughs> Let's just say mama bear was not happy.
2: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: And you don't want papa bear to take over.
2: <laughs> no.
0: And, and and on the flip side, I go, you know, if it was just the heat, both me and my wife agree, suck it the hell up, run your mile. But, but when you got quality. the smoke is what was that?
2: With poor air quality, that was that's unacceptable.
0: Yeah, and you know, with the smoke blowing down from Dixie, Dixie Fire and everything else, I'm like, you should have adjusted your lesson plan. Yeah. And, you know, my wife sent her, sent an email. So, uh, she's going to be going to, uh, waiting for the response from the teacher and then go from there. But yeah, I, I did not need my daughter passing out. I mean, she's already skinny, you know, skinnier than I am. And I'm like, still, you, you burn that much fluid and you're going to have some issues.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, it's just, I'm like, really? <laughs> so you know, the schools aren't, I, I, I don't, I, I know these kids have been out of school for a year, year and a half, or in some form or another, but that doesn't mean you throw them to have them do a 12 minute mile three weeks into school. No. I mean, you adjust your
2: lesson, like you said, adjust your lesson plan a couple of days, check the air quality, you know, work on the fly. Okay.
0: So, yeah, I don't know if it's just like, you know, a case of stupid going through the schools or what, but it's just, like wow, even even at work. I mean, imagine with you with digging ditches and whatever. I'm like, it, if, if it's over 95 degrees, my partner literally just stop. We don't work as fast. We kind of shut down. Get some last minute stuff finished up, and we're going. We're pretty much packing up and going home if it gets too warm. And that we were told that. Yeah. So. But just wow.
2: Oh, we don't stop. We just slow down considerably yeah you know rotate out a little more and
0: yeah dunk your head in some water once in a while or whatever but yeah I mean we did a
2: the county where I work out of is not they like to cater to anybody that cries
0: oh my god I'm sorry
2: yeah so we had a couple of intersections that have had some accidents One had accidents. One just had people passing on the right shoulder when somebody was turning left. Excuse me. So the county came to the state and said, we want you to put in turning lanes. Okay, not a problem. We had a contractor come in, use a water grinder to take the existing lines off the road. And then we discovered rumble strips. Oh. So we have to go and grind those out. So the oh. county brought in a grinder. They ground out the rumble strips. Not bad. Very little shovel work. Then we have to repave those rumble strips. They're 18 inches wide and 1,300 feet long. Takes a while. The day that they decided they wanted us to repave those with 300-degree hot mix, it was 107 degrees.
0: Uh, that falls under not no, but hell no.
2: Yeah, we, we, we did it begrudgingly. We got it done, but uh, an eight man crew, I was rotating them out into an air conditioned truck every 15 minutes because you know, 107 degree ambient temp plus 300 degree asphalt. Yeah.
0: Not, yeah. Not to, wow. Well, and good. no
2: breeze, no breeze. So we're shoveling and rolling and packing and rotating out every 15 minutes. Except for me, I was finally forced into my boss, forced me into an air conditioned truck after about seven hours and said, you're That's done insane. me clinically. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to set an example for my cruise
0: yeah, to the point I, that
2: it'll kill me.
0: Wow. Well, at least, at least you, you, at least you're, you're cognizant of that. You know, some of, some people I've worked with are not very, cognizant I'm like it's hot I start shutting the body it just naturally starts shutting down after a certain temp anyway
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and you know I'm not a medical doctor or whatever but I was like okay I know when my body starts shutting down and I haven't had enough water I'm like you know what I'm gonna take some water yeah wow so further bad news uh <laughs> this is a couple days ago I guess the Dixie Fire is now at um, well probably more now but a couple of days ago it was 750,000 acres. Wow. And, so and, and where do 45% you contained. How what many
2: How many percent contained? I'm sorry.
0: 45%.
2: <clears throat> so where do you where are you pulling your information from on these fires?
0: This was from the National Fire national fire news nifc.gov
2: okay i was going to say because you can go to the interagency website too um and look up your sit report and that'll give you every fire in the u.s with morning reports
1: every morning
0: i'll have to change i was just like i said i was looking for it and i just came across that and you know take it for a grain of salt but it does did say dot gov that doesn't necessarily mean much um (laughs) But anyway, that's where I, yeah that's where I pulled it from. Um, so oh yeah, that's the other thing I finally realized with this like, what else do you want to say about the show when I'm posting by the way, I got I got my computer up and I got those two sh- the last two shows up. Oh, very nice, um, and I finally realized like, hey, there's a spot for more to say about the show. Oh crap, I'm an idiot. Show notes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can list like links and everything else about all this and you know what we're talking about I'm like ow hey I can put it there sorry there you go yeah and then the one that's kicking into Tahoe is again same day was the Caldor fire 140 well 140,000 acre 12 percent contained and now starting to affect areas of South Lake Tahoe wow yeah so you can imagine I'm like, like, great, I live in a state that's going to be burnt to a crisp, if not this year, next year.
2: (sighs) Knock on wood, we haven't had a whole lot of bad ones this year in Colorado compared to the last couple of years.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we got nailed twice in the same area in two years in a row. And it's just like, and it literally, you know, when was it 2017, I think, was the first major? Yeah, 2017, Jesus, four years ago. Um, in the 1960s, there was a fire that ripped through the same area of Sonoma County that the Tubbs fire did. Oh, so yeah, great. Whatever amount of years later, it's going great. And we didn't learn from the first time. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just, I was just, yeah, I'm tired of the. I'm tired. I love the smell of it. I'm just tired of the destruction it caused and the people that are displaced. And yeah, you know,
2: but well, we just had one of our local fire department crews return from the Dixie Fire last oh, week. Wow,
0: with any, any any losses or they got back all safely?
2: The all back home safe. Uh, Cortez Fire District uh, sent one of their wildland crews. And uh, they were out there a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Irony. So I saw on Facebook so our local p uh, local fire department just finally purchased a wildland fire engine. Yeah. I'll have to find that. I, what I was kind of you- like, really? We just now purchased the fire wildland fire engine? Just now. Yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, fire department. If I can spell today. Uh, take it for what? Uh, let's see. That's. I'm just trying to find... Yeah, there it is. So it's on Facebook. Take it for a grain of salt. It's Facebook. So, yeah, they just... Oh, I don't care about Facebook. I just want to read the damn story. So, I hate Facebook. Yeah. Gorgeous engine, engine 26. Yeah. They just it just arrived for use recently. Wow. So, yeah, they they're probably yeah, two first the first of two wildland type three engines that the city has purchased with its two 2017 wildfire PG and settlement funds. That's <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> uh, and the second one's in the manufacturing phase. And it was like, you know, I just like, no, I know these engines, these fire engines take time. I get it. But it's like, That would have been, to me, I would have rushed that thing in a year. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, see, and that's strange to me because the areas I've lived and currently live, we actually have engines that do not roll in the winter. They do not roll on structure fires. We actually have more brush fires than we do structure fires. Yeah. And, I mean, I can think of the fire department I was a member of for several years – there's one brush engine in each station. There's two stations. Um, now these are all volunteer departments. There's at least one brush engine in each station, brush tankers, you know, off-road tankers, and then engines and ambulances and rescue units and stuff like that. But even their, what they call quick attack trucks are wildland brush fire on one side of the truck and car fire you know, oh, heavy dual
1: purpose.
2: Yeah. You know, you've got your, your extrication tools on one side of the truck. You've got your brush stuff on the other side, you know, they got no nose guns and all that that can be controlled from in the cab. And nice. it strikes me uh, every time I hear of a department getting their first brush engine it, how, okay. I can understand LA County, downtown LA station one, you don't need a brush engine.
0: Not generally. Concrete jungle? Don't think so.
2: Yeah. But like where you live and some of these outlying communities that border the forest or even open space. Oh, yeah. You should have some type of rig that can perform not on asphalt.
0: Well, yeah, I think... Well, Santa Rosa, that was the, that's my cities. I think there's a couple other cities. I think there's two... I think there's two Cal fire uh, houses within 40 minutes of where I'm at. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Cal fire would, you know, they call Cal fire. I think they would do that. But as as far as I know, Santa Rosa just got theirs. I don't know, you know, any of the neighboring cities have there. And um, the city just South of me, they're a a dual purpose agency they are police and fire. I think they may have one or two. So So it's not like there's not around in the county. It's just my local agency just got one when there's like, you know, a state park (laughs) in my backyard. It's like, hello. Uh, But they just got, you know, I'm glad they got them a little too late, but I'm glad they got them. Yeah. Um, Where they're going to put them. That's the question. I think there's only like three or four. They (laughs) Irony. Yeah. The first wildfire we got in 2017 took out a firehouse up in the hills. Oh. Yeah, they got the engines out, but there was a they, And here's even more of an irony for you the residents, again, up in the area where this fire hit, is again very affluent people. Houses are two, three million plus. Mm. And these idiots up there go, we don't need a firehouse, or we don't want one.
2: Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Your shit will burn just like everybody else's.
0: <laughs> you think? Just just wow. But you know
2: uh, what? Lesson learned.
0: I just I unbelievable. I'm just like, you don't want these in your neighborhood. I'm sorry. I'd want one next door. Yeah. Yes, please. Well, I can have my kids come look at it later. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I just, I, I, I swear to God, I hate California. Just the mindset of these people. Um, I'll leave yes. that. Uh, Stick with that. <laughs> I, 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 I mouth breathing people. Uh, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> that was. Uh, I mean, it's a great. Like I said, I was just looking at these, going, "I just wow." You just now got these things, okay. You're awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so what have I missed? Or what haven't we attacked today? Who haven't we belittled yet? <laughs> uh, Looks like you
2: stepped a little closer to the razor this week.
0: Oh, no, that's actually growing up, believe it or not. I, actually, I had to, I had that interview for uh, that agency I, I told you about. Oh, OK. It was it was it was a informational one. But uh, so lesson learned from my uncle, who was a public safety officer for uh, Sunnyvale uh, Public Safety. And he I remember him telling me a story still this sticks with me this day. Some gentleman wanted a job. And I'm like, so he walks into the interview wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Uh, Suffice to say, they let him do the interview and said, have a nice day. Yeah. So that being said, I wasn't told what kind of this thing was. It was just you have got an interview and I'm like, okay, interview to me, unless you're going for something like Target, Walmart, you know, you know, my current job interview to me when you're dealing with a public agency is suit and tie.
2: At the very least, button down or polo.
0: Yes. Well, I went full suit and tie, head to toe. I even, you know, in case they asked me to stand up, I had, you know, all the way down, head to toe, shaven suit, tie, shoes, whole nine yards.
2: I was prepared. (laughs) Yeah. And see, I do interviews to fill my crews. And yes, we're a maintenance crew. We work on the highway. We are the guys in the orange vests and the orange hard hats. But the last year, I've conducted three interviews, and it's all been done by Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you: fifty percent of your interview is based on how you look oh, yeah. for me. I mean, I had one kid interview from the cab of his semi, and he still <laughs> works. Yeah, I mean, he pulled over when it was time, and he logged into Zoom, and he still managed to comb his hair and have on a button-down shirt. Awesome. And he's an over-the-road driver. He didn't get hired because we ended up uh, just hire, you know, doing an interdepartment transfer. Um, but still, I'll be honest with you, man. Fifty percent of when I interview somebody is based off their appearance.
0: Oh, absolutely, I, I agree with you too. And so, anytime I get that, even though I, after doing the interview, it was informal and it was just informational to give me what to expect next, and that's what took me so long to get these things back up and you know posted is, I literally, now, I have to do, for anything law enforcement, I think fire does the same thing out here, is you have to fill out what is called a personal history statement. Mm-hmm. It's your life in 25 pages. Yeah. These don't take, they normally take more than a week to put it together. Lucky for me, I going, Hey, I've kept all the stuff from other agencies that I've supplied. So I can actually just go through and edit what I need to edit update, you know, dates, times, whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, you want to use the stress level that just came off of me because of that. <laughs> Cause he literally told me, yeah, your PHS is due on the 31st. Yeah. Which is a week from the interview. I'm going, didn't I'm like, shit
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um and on top of that he tells me so once that's done you'll have an interview with a hiring manager you know and then it's going to take three to six months for it to get through all of background along with the, like the psych testing polygraph physical i'm like okay fine yeah I just, I'm like it's part of the job part of the process but yeah. it's like yeah these things are i mean literally it's your it's your job history it's your you know um uh your uh housing history so it's like you know apartments you lived in luckily for me it's been two places because like yeah. childhood home married apartment back home because i was a dipshit and got into financial trouble and back home to help mom so it's the same mm-hmm. house different circumstances but still um so in a, you know, that's easy. And, you know, they ask you like, just, Oh God, I can pull it up. But questions are like, have you ever committed arson? Yeah. Committed? No. Thought about maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and honestly, it's all no, you know, no for, except for a few things and it's like, you know, you know drug history though. I mean, drug history, the whole nine yards again, it's limited, but uh, um, it was just. Okay. I just, I would have liked to have a little bit more time, but it's part of the test. Yeah. Like, can you do this on a deadline? Sure. Here. Um, Now, whether it gets to where it needs to be by the 31st being mailed out Saturday, I don't know. I've got it. Hey, they told me to track it. So I paid to get it tracked. If it doesn't arrive by the time it needs to, I mailed it within enough time, you know, three days with, U.S. Postal Service, it should get to where it needs to by the day, by the time.
2: Well, it should.
0: Yeah. And if it doesn't say, look, I mailed it out Saturday. I can't help the Postal Service. You
2: know, if you want, I'll email you you the document.
0: What was that?
2: Again, have you committed arson? No, but I've thought about it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, would you like, hey, look, if they don't get it by the lot of time, I said, look, here's a tracking number. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I got to read the email in case of, I can't remember if they said they wanted the tracking number. They just said they wanted it tracked. I'm like, all right. Um, but either way, it's like it was tracked. If you'd like me to email it to you, I'll be more than happy to email it to you. I, if it'll get you there quicker, it's it's not a signed document, but at least it's, you know, forward in the process. And you can get the signed document and shred the other one. That's your choice. Yeah. But but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a long process. And I, I hate the process because they want people that are perfect. And I'm like, they don't exist. No. Um, They, they really don't. Um, And, you know, some of these agencies, you know, people keep on telling you're nuts to become a cop. Like, okay, that's your opinion, a valid opinion, considering today's society, but it's like, the position I'm going for is a plainclothes position. We're not doing traffic stops. We're not doing, we wouldn't be doing, you know, that kind of in that kind of position to have to shoot somebody. Yes. Will there be positions you may have to, yes, we're cops. I mean, it's, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's just part of it. And, you know, but it's mostly it's dealing with the you know, alcohol and, you know, fire, you know, not firearms, but alcohol, you know, some drug type stings or, but mostly the regulation of alcohol. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, you're going in doing stings, making sure somebody's not selling to a minor or whatever. I'm going, okay. I mean, I granted, yeah, dangerous situations, but it's not likely you're going to be in a place where you'd have to shoot somebody.
2: Yeah, you're not doing no knock raids. I mean Yeah. It, it I guess what they would consider soft work.
0: Yeah, which is fine. I'm forty seven years old. I don't need to be going bare, you know, balls to the wall in a no-knock warrant situation. No. So no. but yeah, you know, well ten, I wish you left with that. Oh yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I, I wanna I wanna get it done. I, the academy would be local. So I mean it's literally 15 minutes up the road from me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't have to, you don't have to pay for housing. I already have a house. <laughs> yep. You don't have to pay for housing. You don't have to pay for food. You know, it benefits you to, you know, put me local. It's not like I haven't been to the Academy at least twice. I failed the first time.
2: <laughs> well, and you know, Colorado's like 150, 200 state troopers short. So <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, there's a lot of agencies that like I uh, was at Portland was down. Portland was down a lot. I don't know the exact number. I have to look it up. But Portland was down a lot just because the the administration is not treating them decently. No, walking off, yeah. I mean, they're retiring. They're walking off, going to other agencies. I mean, it's just like you guys don't treat us with you know the respect and you know. And I've always thought law enforcement in general, their hands have been tied. You know, by the legislatures that wants that. You know, come here, let me give you a hug. Uh, six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pound, muscle bound person. You want me to go give him a hug? Yeah. Uh, no. Nope. Get your butt on the ground. I'm gonna put some nice, wonderful silver jewelry on you, and we'll go to jail and let the courts figure it out. Um. <laughs> well, I like the I like the the
2: departments that are putting crisis intervention workers out on the street. Yeah. When you have a six foot seven, four hundred pound man, buck naked, covered in his own feces, swinging a boner around, how is that going to work with a crisis intervention counselor that's one hundred and ten pounds?
0: Uh distance. No, aren't they doing that in Denver?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, <laughs> they're, I they're I, no, I didn't use the word successfully.
2: <laughs> no, and I'm glad you didn't because yeah, it's uh yeah, no.
0: Well, it gets back. It comes back to what we've been talking about since we started this. Is oh, no. one of my devices is yelling at me. Um, you know, it all. You know, get. It kind of covers two things: the the gun debate, which is gonna. It's never gonna die. No. And they want to blame the gun and not the state of our mental health in this country. If we would take you know if our legislatures would promptly take their heads out of their posteriors and go and look at it from a realistic perspective and you know not to mention you know what's the average age of our politicians 75 yeah i mean you know cortez i think that's her last name uh the new york uh member remember um, member of congress i think she's like in her 30s you know and uh what's the guy, um, last name is a B, uh, I can't remember, don't care. Um, it was basically, these guys are so disconnected at their age from you, me, anybody younger than the age of 50 is they, they're just disconnected and they have no idea the stresses that I mean, you have stress, I have stress, you know, you, you've been more in contact with it with the gentleman from Dublin. I've seen it with my kids. You know, there's a mental health issue that people in general, they're aware of, but they feel like they can't do anything. I, just a case in point. I think I mentioned it in a previous show. I work security mm-hmm. and I worked at the count the what the County used for to drop off what we call like, you have a different code but 5150s yeah is they're they're on a 72-hour hold and it would take hours to get a mental health professional in to even question them yep. about what's going on whether they determine to release them or not well our legislatures don't want to register that there is a mental health program uh, situation in this country they just don't. No, at least in my opinion, and I and it's evident because they don't want to put money towards programs, at least not that I've seen. Um, but I just lost my train of thought. Yeah,
2: being out of touch with the uh, the the younger generation, I guess.
0: Yeah, they they just are, and they don't want to realize it.
2: Well, you know, and.
0: Oh, the that's fact what that was it. Was the it was the Colorado the the people helping in Colorado? Yeah, I think it's a. I I was a little torn when it first came out because they started bringing it up in Berkeley, and if you know anything about Berkeley, oh yeah, uh, enough said. Um, they were rolling it out, and it's like, yeah, we want to send out you know these people to do you know on you know on traffic stops. I'm looking, I'm going. You want to send these people out? To deal with people on traffic stops,
2: traffic stops are the second most dangerous position a police officer can put themselves in.
0: Yes, and you want to try and de-escalate this situation? Okay, uh, that'll work until one of you guys get shot, yep, or stabbed, or hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, That—that's basically it. I, I do, and on the flip side. I do think there is a need for that kind of service, whether it be, you know, based out of the law enforcement agency or another you know, county city agency, whatever that is. But I, I just don't, I don't see it working in the long run. And you can, you know, I, a good friend of mine was a, he retired out of, uh, I think a local agency here. He was the mental health law officer in the department. Mm-hmm. He always used to evaluate the mental, the uh, 5150 call in role-playing in the academy. So he knew his stuff. But well, yeah. you can't expect, you know, a cop to put on, hey, I'm the big, bad, mean guy hat. And, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. You know, the big, you know, the dead baby call. And then going to, you know, somebody that is, you know, like you for you know, seven foot, whatever, you know, 400 pound, you know, with a, you know, buck ass naked and whipping it around. It's like, are you serious? I mean, people have enough problem with nudity in this country anyway. It's like, yeah. you need to cover up. Yeah. You're going to sit there and tell that man to cover up uh, your dream while,
2: while he's in a drug induced, you know, fit of rage. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. and, and, and even, my, even my kids were asking me about like the, uh, the, the, the Floyd, the Floyd, uh, shooting, which I was kind of amazed that the court came out with it, but that, that officer was a, I think he was a scapegoat, but that's just, you know, because he was a senior officer and his junior officers tried to step in. And he told him to pound sand from what I've read and some of the other things that have come out. Um, but, Uh, it's just, it's just frustrating. You know, how do you explain to a kid why the cop, you know, I'm telling my kids trust the cops. And then they see stories like this of a cop shooting this person or cop shooting that person. I'm going, what is a cop supposed to do? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing
2: you can't deal with. What they're wanting is look at all your old cop movies. You've got good cop, bad cop. Oh yeah. Good cop can't get the confession, so bad cop goes in. Bad cop comes out, good cop goes back in, says, "Listen, I'm sorry for this, you know. Just talk to psychological me." Psychological
0: game.
1: Yeah. You
2: can't play a psychological game with somebody that is not in touch with reality at that moment. I mean, yes, we have out here and I imagine you have them out there too. We have victims advocates. Yes. That are notified on a plethora of calls. This is after, say, it's a DV situation. Mm
1: -hmm. They
2: are notified immediately. The problem is removed, the situation diffused, then the victim's advocate steps in. You cannot send that victim's advocate in while. Spouse A has spouse B pinned up against the wall, beating the shit out of them. Yeah. Because victim's advocate is going to become spouse C now and get their ass kicked too. Pretty much. You can't yeah. stop a lot of this stuff with hugs and rainbows and, you know, scratching yeah. sniff stickers.
0: Well, I, I, God, I remember, I, I won't mention the agency, but I, I went on a ride along. This is going on what, 14, 15, actually 16 years ago now, maybe a little bit longer. And I, I remember it, and I'm just looking at this going, so I'm going to ride along, you know, the area we were going into was a rough one. So I had my vest on. I remember this particular cop saying, you even came prepared, you have your vest on. I'm going, I'm in a patrol car. They don't care who's wearing what. If you got a badge on, great, they'll, they'll shoot you anyway. Mm-hmm. So one of the calls we were on was a DV. And I am like, we get out there, and, you know, trying to get some information and, you know, and the victims crying. And I, I again, I'm not going to specify, you know, gender or whatever. And I, what stuck with me is this cop had the balls to yell at the victims. Like, why did you call us if you're not going to do anything? And I'm like, I was stunned. I'm going, I, I, I hindsight, I probably should have said something. But I'm like, you know what? I don't know it. I don't know what's going on. There may be previous calls at this location, you know, whatever I'm going. But you don't yell at a victim. No. And it just blew my mind. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to continue with this particular agency. Have a nice day.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a serious issue. And in hindsight, yeah, probably, I probably would have stepped in as well. But, and like you said, there could be, previous calls what we refer to in the ems world as frequent flyers yes up here too (laughs) you know um the fourth time you've called this week because your oxygen concentrator is not working right or (laughs) you know and your home health care nurse just left 30 minutes ago come on now
0: yeah what's going on uh yeah i i I don't know but yeah i i do see the benefit of having the people that isn't the that doing what's in denver albeit successful or unsuccessful. I haven't heard anything in a while. I know they've got trying to, similar programs out here. There was something I just read. I think it was a local agency that they're going to have a specific, you know, crisis type of dispatch. There's a, a dispatcher that's going to be specifically for those kind of calls. Mm. You know, that's a trained professional over the phone kind of situation that's the last I heard of it. I I uh, saw the article. I'll have to look it up again and I can post it in the notes, but, uh, it was, I'm like, okay, that now it's starting to kind of gel and become kind of something that could be beneficial, but you, you, you've got these first, they're first responders is what they're referred to. Cops, PD, fire, EMS, they're first responders. Mm-hmm. Um, a situation like that that somebody's you know got a, a you know a case in point was one this happened probably 2015 I think it was where uh a couple of things it was it's a, it, you can look it up i I'd, I'd have to look it up again myself, but you know particular gentleman you know off his meds, you know has a gun in his hand, you know in front of his house he's you know again. Off his meds, so he's not cl- thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. I think mother or you know wife. I can't remember the whole article saying, you know, don't shoot him. He's off his meds. Okay, I'll, I'll put that file that in the back of my head. But I'm thinking, uh, you know, based on some of my you know the training I received, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to trust somebody that says he's off his meds. No. I mean, you you can't, you you know, I understand people are panicking. There's crisis and everything else. The the gentleman ended up being shot and killed, but it's like, well, I don't care what situation or you've got a gun. You pointed at a cop. What am I supposed to do?
2: Play stupid games, win stupid prizes.
0: There you go. I I mean, I, I, like I said, I feel for any cop that has to shoot somebody, I feel sorry for, just because they've got to live with that the rest of their lives.
2: Well, and that brings up a a good point of everybody's worried about the mental health of the offender. Oh, yeah. Nobody's taking into account the mental health of the first responders. They deal with this Even right down into the EMS and fire field, they deal with this on a daily basis, sometimes dozens of times a day, hundreds of times a week. And I think our mental health, back to what you were saying, is not a major priority for anybody in this country. And it Mm -hmm. needs to be. I mean, you've got a 20-year veteran of the department. He's going to have some PTSD. Of yeah. any department. I mean, wow. we need to focus a little more on mental health.
0: Yeah. And not so much like the gun's scary. Let's get rid of it. Uh, no, the person there, I, I, I don't know what, <laughs> here's, here, here's an interesting. So I bought my shotgun a few years ago uh, and I'm going to ask you this question. How many questions on mental health do you think you're on that background questionnaire?
2: You know, it's been a lot of years. Um, Probably two, well, the last time I bought a gun, I think the major question that stuck out to me was, have you been convicted of domestic violence? <laughs> it's been a I long mean, you know time, what? man.
0: Yeah, there, that question's not even on it. There is one question. Have you been adjudicated as uh, as having a mental disorder? <laughs> One, one question. <laughs> I'm like, eh, whatever. But I'm just like,
2: but are you expecting well, them
0: to tell the truth? Well, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just blew my mind. I'm going, one question, one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You can tell mental health is not a priority. I mean, yeah. you get get back to what we just, the kids just came out, my kids and I'm at yours, yours is homeschool, but literally, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We just came out of a year and a half of distance learning. These poor kids didn't have an outlet. They didn't have sports to go get an outlet. They, you know, luckily, you know, I'm a high enough rank in karate that if you want to go toe to toe with me and get some frustration, I have a punching bag in my garage. Go punch the hell out of it. Yep. Get this frustration out and get out. We started walking. You know all this. You know we we got healthy. I gave them the outlet, and I you know with my daughter, I told you, I'm like, okay, there's an issue. You I I you know again. Training kind of in my case something's not right with you you're going to go to your aunt's and go go for a week, get out of this area, get out of your room, get out of this house before you go off the deep end yeah and i and I send her out there, but none, a lot of these kids you know don't their parents are probably either woefully unaware or completely oblivious of what their kids are doing. I, I, I kid you not, I, I look at some of these kids and just, they, they literally use school as a babysitter. And trust yeah. me, I get it. You gotta work, you gotta pay the bills, I get it. But that's what they did with, with schools. They, they kicked them off to school for a babysitter. Yeah. Um, but the, you know you gotta start young, you know, mental health is as yeah, funny as it is, it kind of ties into what we talked about last week. I believe mental health is somewhat affected by diet. There's certain foods that enrich your brain activity and, you know, they, you know, you don't have the right diet or eating a lot of crap. Guess what? Your brain's going to get affected. Yeah. Um, so it was just, like I mentioned, uh, where was it down on the rundown? It's like my son, one of my sons, he was high on the sugar intake. His attitude sucked. His diet sucked, obviously. And then, you know, just kind of getting him aware to read packages, you know, last couple of days. He's wanted to go on out on walks, he's got more energy, his attitude is better. I'm going, huh? Wonder what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
2: I talked to a uh a, a guy I worked with on a different patrol. He cut refined sugars, soda starches basically he cut out sugar and bread yeah so soda no sugar in his coffee no bread no tortillas um and he dropped 25 pounds in a month
0: yeah i think he mentioned that too and and
2: as i was talking to him this week he said that he had been talking with his cousin who is an embalmer for a major funeral home on the front range which is over in denver area and she was his cousin. Was now this is third party information, so take it what it, for what it's worth. Um, she had been talking to the senior embalmer at a very large funeral home, okay. And in 25 years, they have had to reduce the amount of embalming fluid. Oh, geez, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> used to preserve a body. And his without scientific data, his only thought is the reason they've had to reduce the amount of embalming fluid is due to the amount of preservative, how much preservatives we've been intaking in the last 25 years and how it's been increasing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, and like I said, it's third party information. It's from my buddy's cousin's boss, whatever, well, you yeah. know, well, but if he was- yeah, if he's a 20, 25 year, I mean, the guy's in his 60s, mid to mid 60s, and he's been doing this since he was in his late 20s. Yeah. He's got a lot of time pumping people, people full of juice. Yeah. 30 years ago, it took, you know, say a two gallons. Now it takes a gallon and a half. That doesn't sound like a lot. Oh, it is. But it is. I mean, yeah. that's to preserve
0: a body. Yeah, well, that's why I'm getting cremated. It's like I don't have to worry about it. Uh,
2: both that way, when I go out, people can smell bacon, and that's their last thought of me. Um,
0: yeah. Wow. You know, but, that that that's telling. Granted, no, it's not scientifically proven, but that that's telling. But yeah, the salt, the sugar, all the stuff we eat processed foods. I'm like, I, I can't tell you not. The two dinners I made were like, holy crap, this tastes, this tastes awesome. It was homemade. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't out of a package, you know, case in point. So I'm not trying to switch over to vegan by any stretch. So just for shits and giggles, my wife and I are shopping at the grocery store and my kids like chicken nuggets. Okay. You know, we've looked at them. They're, they're not unhealthy, but they're not, you know, healthy either. We came across these plant-based chicken nuggets. They're plant-based. They're not chicken. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, and we didn't, we cooked them up the way we normally cook them up and we serve them for dinner. And, you know, we didn't say anything deliberately to the kids until closer to the end of dinner. So we finally go, we finally talked to him. I was like, hi, you know, like, do you like them? I'm like, yeah. Okay. They're not chicken. One of my, my one son looked at kind of just stunned look on his face going. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he proceeded to eat more of them like score. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's just, you know, that kind of stuff. And we don't do it every day, obviously, but it was just like, his reaction was going, wow. Okay. I guess we'll get more. Um, yes. You know, and it, it but it was just—it was just a trip, just to see the a couple of days of him not taking that much sugar in, the complete one eighty on his attitude. Yeah, it, it just—it kind of like holy cow, and he's actually listening, and it, it, it kind of blew my mind. You know, on a side note, I, you know, I, I hate complaining. It's just the, the life I lived during the week. Is I went to. Kind of a backstory. My father suffered from diabetes type 2. Okay. He had his gallbladder, he had his gallbladder removed. Mm-hmm. So because of that, everything got taken out that was edible for the whole family. I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. So I went to tell my mom the reason why the, some of the stuff was changing. And I said, I am trying to cut back sugar in my diet and by virtue, all the kids. She just rolled her eyes at me. It's like, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, I I am cutting back on the sugar. And she just looked at me going, why? It's just a look of just unbelievable. I'm going, he's, they're my kids. Deal with it or don't deal with it. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. They're my kids. Yeah.
2: Well, and my wife has been trying to beat that into my head for 25 years and it's getting to the point where i think it's about time for me to start making those changes it's probably far too late now but
0: nothing's too late do i need to in, send her a bigger hammer
2: no no
0: You're
2: sure i'm positive okay <laughs> i i need to i really need to change some things i'm just getting well, too the, slow
0: yeah the best thing i can say for you is you know I know I, because of your job, it makes it hard to exercise. I get it. You do walk around as, as a supervisor, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. But take your wife and walk around the block, whether it be a country block or a city block. I don't know what the, the whole dynamic is, but go on for a walk, just a simple walk. It Be amazed.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to start doing that. It's, I, I get winded getting out of bed in the morning.
0: Uh, Then, yeah, I would do something. <laughs> It's you a know, yeah, a new my, my, huh? it's a bitch finding new co-hosts. <laughs> right. So my job changed
2: when I promoted 18 months ago, my job changed from 80% road time, 20% computer to 70% computer, 30% road time. So yeah. it's really difficult for me, you know, and if I'm not on the computer, I'm on the road, but I'm in a truck, you yeah. know, I'm, running back and forth between projects. Um, I actually, I felt really good the first part of last week. We had some serious floods down here. You know, our our flash floods off of like Mesa Verde National Park because of our monsoons. And we had a bunch of fence wiped out. I felt great getting out there and fixing some fence. But realized the guy that's 20 years younger than me is running circles around me.
0: Yeah, it's an eye-opening experience. And it really is. So it really is. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that helped me through all this is, you know, my karate. I yeah, that's rather amusing. I just got promoted yesterday. Yeah, the sensei's footprint's still in my stomach. Um, so karate gave me the movement. Yeah, it was fun. Lucky I didn't eat much. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not saying it's, that is for everybody, but the getting the body move, moving is the first step. Yep. I mean, and work, you're sedentary in front of the computer. You're sitting in a truck. I mean, you're not, you're not moving all the body parts. Yeah. Um, you know, take your daughter out. Hey, you know, it's like drag her out kicking and screaming. Like I do mine, we're going for a walk i mean seriously yeah I mean, that that's well mine yeah, plays thing.
2: volleyball so
0: yeah there you go you know maybe maybe i need to send her an email uh, you know send her you know uh, email to you to, to her through you it's like take him out
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah take i need to i need to start changing if, yeah
1: i mean if
2: i can do it then anybody can
0: yeah, I, like I said, when I got those results, I mean, you're you're on the road that I was, you know, um, I was on until I changed. It seems like, but you know, just one get tested for the diabetes. To see if either you have it or you don't. Yep. You know, um, but that's you know, again, you're getting last week's show men's health. I mean, don't let your, you you, you brought it up earlier where you spent seven hours without taking an AC break, and you had your guys doing 15 minute every 15 minutes. Yeah. So you spend seven hours in the heat while your guys are getting their break. You're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. So stop that. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and I have a, because I hold a commercial driver's license, you know, he, I, my DOT physical is coming up next week.
0: Yeah. I have to take I mean, one too. Uh, coming up in May, I think.
2: Yeah. Every two or three years now. And I've been lucky enough not to be diagnosed as pre-diabetic. Um. Yeah. So I'm going to, I think I'll have him check for that this, this round.
0: I would, you know, even if, even if you get in the, even if it doesn't show any diabetic tendencies, you're getting older.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So. It's getting harder to, to do these, what they call the pulmonary test. Cause I have to wear a respirator at work and, you oh, okay. know, so.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I, you know, I'm pretty sure your wife wants to keep you around so she can kill you. And I'm pretty yeah. sure your kids want you around most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's other people that want you around too, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. You you, you know, I I know people that, you know, are a buck 50 that have gotten diabetes. It's, it's Mm -hmm. all about diet and keeping the body moving. That's why I like doing the karate. I'm glad it finally came back after a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it gets my, you know, my kid me out. It gets, you know, my uh, youngest son out. My daughter still doesn't want to go back. And I'm like, okay, I understand you have homework, but you can't sit in home playing games all the time. It takes you maybe an hour or two out of your day, two days, two or three days a week, suck it up and go. Um, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm respecting her wishes and you know, she's not fat by any stretch. Um, But, you know, still, I'd I'd like her to feel accomplished and just get it. And she told me yesterday, it's like, I don't want to have to fight to get the black belt. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have words. Um, Because that, to me, is an indication. It's like, if you're not going to fight in a controlled environment for a piece of cloth, you're not going to fight for anything else out there. Yeah. So... And that's what i want to see i don't again i like the i like the kids they like beating on me um and you know i like i said come fight in the dojo don't fight outside come fight us here we're not gonna hurt you i may sit on you you know take you to the ground (laughs) a few times but you know you'll you're not gonna get hurt um kind of feel like a child counselor some days but uh (laughs) but i I, it's just essentially you you are yeah Um, I mean, if they can't go to their
1: parents, they can come to you.
0: Yeah. Well, it was actually funny. One of the kids yesterday, um, I I had to spar her and I looked her straight in the eye and she, you know, a little bit of background. She was very, she wasn't very confident. Okay. So, you know, she was very hesitant to, what's the word for it? She was hesitant to really hit anybody and i looked her straight in the eye yesterday i said i want you to hit me and i meant it like i have been beaten on by black belts and brown belts and you know kids half my age you are not going to break me (laughs) (laughs) and she i can trust trust me people have tried um and, as she, and you know, the one thing, she finally woke up and she hit me. I'm going, holy cow, you can hit. And she, she'd be real hesitant to hit me because she didn't want to get hit back. I'm going, you're going for a, a new belt. You need to show me you can earn it.
1: Yeah. And,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, and I got to spar twice. And I went to her mom, mom who's also a martial artist, uh, Muay Thai, and mine's Kempo. But I went to her, talked to her mom. I said, And I looked her straight at her, that is the most confident I have seen you in anything. To the to the 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 girl. Wow. And and it was like she kind of looked at me going, You're kidding. I'm like, no, you showed me you wanted it. So
2: that's that's awesome. I mean, it's confidence.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, when I look at her and if she doesn't put that was the word I was like, she was, didn't put effort into what she was doing. Yeah. It's kind of like somebody kind of, you know, half-heartedly digging a, you know, a a half shovel full of, you know, debris on the ground and then going back for round two. I'm like, no, that's a, that's a procrastinator. And, you know, somebody who likes to you know waste time. Um, yeah, nope. but you know, that was it. She wasn't putting the effort. I'm looking at her, going, "Why? You know, you're a you're a brown belt. You don't get to be a brown belt for being a slacker. No. Um, and I'm looking at, like you don't. You know, just because of her attitude and you're not wanting to put a lot of stuff forward. And that again happens with the kids over the last pandemic. Is you're lacking the effort. You don't want to put the effort forward. And I'm like, that tells me you don't. You don't want to do anything in life. It's like you're a slug. Yeah or am i wrong?
2: <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. And that that goes back again to mental health. Yes it does. You know, and and the fact that you got her to actually hit you it brings forth her self-confidence. Yes. Did she get a, did she test well for her belt?
0: Yeah, she got promoted, which I was stoked about. And I I told her congratulations, but you know, part of it is I don't I don't know. I look at as long as I've been doing karate, it's been what I think seven years now, maybe eight. Mm. I can't remember. Um, senility kicking in um, is these kids. You know, the one thing I love about kids is that their parents drop them off and the parents leave. Yeah. Or, or if the parent stays, the parent doesn't interfere. The parent just sits there on their phone, which I think is another issue. Which I we can bring them in a later show about kids, but um, actually I'll do that next week. Note to self: um, Is the her mother, and she's got a younger sister too. Is I I kind of observed them, and anytime they go off the the mat, the mother's putting hand sanitizer on their hands just to go right back on the mat. I'm going, why? Uh, what? And and, and then you know, I saw another instance where the mother literally wouldn't let one of the the younger daughter take drink out of the water bottle. I'm going, she literally poured the water into this child's mouth. I'm going, what the fuck are you doing? You're coddling this kid. Yep. You know, and you, and you wonder why I kind of like the confident thing we just talked about going, you're destroying your child's confidence.
2: Well, there's a big difference between like you and I and those kids we were not in the timeout generation. We were in the knocked out generation. And yeah,
0: go get a switch. <laughs> yeah.
2: And now w- the timeout generation is not, doesn't have any confidence. They don't want to work for anything. They want it handed to them or they don't want to do anything at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, that that's what kind of, that's what killed me. And that's why I, I took the opportunity yesterday to go, wow. I mean, you really showed me that you wanted it. And, and I'm like, and that right there is like some, you know, I'm almost six foot, you know, I'm 220. I'm somewhat of an imposing figure to these children, mm-hmm. but I'm also a fun loving individual that, you know, they come up to me, they punch me, you know, probably inappropriately in a karate class, but you know what, if it let, if they feel free to do that, I've won. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, you know, I, I, you know, if they start doing it on a regular basis, I'm like, look, knock it off. You know, you can't do that anymore. And, you know, this, that, or the other. And it just, and it just amazes me that these kids actually kind of, you know, gather around to the two adults that were fun loving. Or, you know, one of my is a black belt in judo, he's about is your age. Actually, no, he's sorry. He's a little bit older than I am. And, uh, and he, was a type of, he's a type of personality. We're fun. We're fun we're smart asses, which is even beneficial. These kids like love it. And that, that, you know, and these kids want to fight us just because they know we're not going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, and they may have some family issues that they're dealing with. I can't, I don't know if they don't tell me, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing I like about karate is deal- these kids are I have a feeling a lot of them have some issues to, you know, that they bring to karate and just get it out here. They don't verbalize it, but I can see with some of like one of the ones and she, her and her sister seem to like have different sisters, uh, but she was fighting one of the other guys in class yesterday, you know, my size, an adult. And she got angry and just started wailing on the, her her sparring partner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look at the guy. I'm like, What did you do to check her off? <laughs> it, uh, that's a she,
2: weak she, worth hey, of aggression.
0: Yeah, she got it got it there. And I looked at her. I'm like, Look, c- control that anger. You're gonna you're gonna over exert yourself, and you're gonna get yourself in a bad situation that that anger is driving you towards. Mm-hmm. Control it. And yep. once she heard that, she kind of go like, okay. She she didn't acknowledge it, but I knew she heard it. And, you know, she she calmed down and controlled the anger. So, and I talk a lot of smack when I'm fighting, and then my sensei kind of, it's like, more talking, less talking, more fighting. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. So, uh, I digressed a lot down that rat hole. Uh, on a somber note, uh The Kabul attack on the 26th, I think it was 13 service members were killed. I don't know if you heard, read any other stories. Yep. Uh, I got no, Uh,
2: no, I just, yeah, none. As a matter of fact, one of the service members, his mom and dad are both deputies, I believe in Riverside County.
0: Yes, I have a friend. And he was reserve a officer down there. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that's down at. That I went to the academy with at Riverside. So, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Want the first story. A, I'm sorry.
2: Just it, it, uh, unacceptable.
0: Oh yeah, it's truly very unacceptable. And y'all, you know, both her parents were deputies. I didn't realize when the article first came out. And I think the same one he, they posted is like, he was an infant on 9/11. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I, I there's no words. I, I feel sorry for every one of them that Mm-mm. was lost. Um, ultimately we shouldn't have lost as many lives as we lost in the last 20 years, but I, I'm just wish we would stop being the world's police service or police force.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, um, we can step in and we
2: can train And then step away. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's, we need to quit being the babysitter for everybody. Yes. But on that somber note, have you heard the stories coming out from the veterans groups that are using private intel to get their translators and families and stuff out of there?
0: Uh, yeah, I heard some private contractor used his own money to, you know, get those guys that are, I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, Afghanis or, uh, American citizens, but I think both to be honest with you from what I remember. Yeah.
2: Charter flights and, and yeah. veterans are, veterans are grouping together on Facebook and using their, their Intel from when they were over there to help get some of these people out.
0: Oh, good. I, yeah, that's the first time I heard that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad they're doing that.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a Facebook group I follow, uh, Funker Five Thirty. He's a vet, and he's actually run this story quite a bit. Okay. And yeah, there was a contractor that has put forth a lot of money to charter flights.
0: Yeah, which need to get him out. We need to get everybody, every U.S. citizen out of there. Yeah. But I, I, you know, having people that served in the military, you know, one in the original. 91 war, but I was just like, I, I, we, yeah, nobody needs to, we can't have any more die. No, I I just, we need to just stop bringing home. <laughs> and then of course all the, Paul, all the you know naysayers are going to say, well, Biden did this. I'm like, it's not a, it's not a Biden did this or Trump did this. It's get them the hell out of there. I don't care who is president. It's a collective. We, yeah, just, Get him out of there yeah um, you know and it also me and my my you know I, I, it 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 strikes me as that me and my coworker who served in the Air Force or as he affectionately referred to as the chair force um, mm-hmm. he and I come to agreement that nobody wants to volunteer anymore for the service mm-hmm. no i mean i I don't know what your daughter's thoughts are but i you know, I imagine she probably is not in the mood to volunteer for that kind of
2: You know, last year she said she was looking at the military. Um, She plays high school volleyball. She is actually looking at scholarships and and college. Now, I'm going to leave it up to her, what she wants to do.
0: Same with my kids. It's like you have one of four choices. (laughs) Yeah. College, military, trade, or work.
2: Yeah, if she wants to go to college on a volleyball scholarship and become, you know, an Olympic volleyball player, great. That means she can support mom and dad. Um.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like where your head's at. But yeah, I, I, it's like, I, I, I'm i going to, you know, I said they'll get an option. My kids will get the option of doing what they want to do. Yeah. And honestly, as much as I consider myself a patriot, I will dissuade them from going into the service unless they have no other option. And I'm hopefully raising my kids where they're going to be productive members of society and will have options.
2: Well, you know, 25 years ago, going into the military meant something.
0: Yes. Not anymore.
2: No. You know, I, I, I stay in contact with friends from high school that, that went in the military and some of them say with this recent you know, activity over there. Some are saying it was all for nothing and others are saying that, you know, you can only do so
0: much. I lost my camera. I would let my camera reset. So. Oh, got too hot. Now now I'm a black screen. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Nobody. And, and I, that's a state of the reality of the country. It's like, I don't you know, I will support the military. I, I do support the military. You know, some, you know, I, one thing I didn't do and I should have is put my flag out at half mass on the 26th was mm-hmm. working. Didn't realize it until two days later kind of misses the point. Well, um, you know, I called my boss the
2: other day and he was out and about. So I had him go to my office and lower my flag. And then when, you know, I'm, I, I run as a medic for the open wheel. Dirt track races we have in you know locally here on the weekends. Um, I brought it up to the guy that runs the fairgrounds and the you know he's the promoter and told him I said, listen, man. Um, he he knew what was going on. He's a veteran, and I said the flag in the in the infield in the center of the track. Can we lower that to half mast? And he said I, he was already on his way over. Nice. You know the folks that come out to these races that race and the spectators and all that are very patriotic. Um, you know, we have the flag laps with the race cars, you know, 40 race cars that have flags on them and, and, you know, that carry flags out the window and all that. We're talking mini sprints, dwarf mod cars, um, right up to 800 horsepower, you know, hobby stocks, my all get out wing sprint cars. And, you know, they all get out there with their flags. You know, yeah, and we, I, need to, we need to support our military, and that's going to fly right
0: back into mental
2: health, man. Yeah, we need to support yeah. them while they're there and after they're home.
0: Yeah, it's the one thing we've been we haven't done since Vietnam, and I wasn't yeah. even alive at during V. Well, excuse me, I was born at the fall of Saigon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what we. You know, I, I look at some of the gentlemen that I know that were Vietnam vets they were called baby killers. They were, you know, called this that, or the other. And I'm like, you know, how do you do that to people? I, I, they're, they're, it's a military aside. They're humans. Yeah. I mean, they're really humans and we lost 13 human lives over some, because we were trying to rescue people. Yeah. I mean, that, that is what, I, I, not so much that we lost 13 lives. Yes. Fully on fact, we lost 13 lives but we're doing it in a rescue mission. Yeah. That's what bugs me is that yeah. it, 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 like I said, we, and to me, we've lost too many people over senseless oil senselessly. So, mm-hmm. but then again, more is profitable. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, and it's just, I, I, yeah, I, 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 my heart goes out to these families, you know, the, the two people in Riverside, they lost a legacy, you know, with that child. And I don't care. Man, man was 22 years old, still a child, (laughs) Oh, adult child, but still a child.
2: Yeah. Well, he was, he was their child. So yeah, 22 years old. He was, he was a man, but he was still a child.
0: Yeah. With one on the way too. Yep. That, 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 that is, you know, something that we face in this, this country too is a lack of a male figure well it wasn't his you know by choice he chose to serve in the military and he lost his life and that kid is not going to his future kid is not going to have any a, a father he will have father figures but not have his father and that yeah. that's what kills me so that's rough all right yeah. enough neg enough negativity drink of the week yeah.
2: Let me, let me touch on that real quick, Mike, before we transition into drink of the week. Sure. Um, just reach out. Again, do a buddy check or, you know, I imagine out of our 17 listeners. Um,
0: <laughs> See, I don't know how many we got, to be honest with you. Let's, uh,
2: you know, if you're, if you're a vet, reach out to your battles. Do a battle check. Yeah. You know, um, if you're not a vet and you know a vet, Re, just check on, just check on oh, yeah. your brothers. You know, reach out to them, see how they're doing. Even if it's like you said in the last show, Mike, you you call the buddy just to see how you're doing. Yeah, you know, that's that's all that can actually change somebody's whole perspective. So, and you oh, know, yeah, and yeah. that'll move into your drink of the week. Oh, Sit we down are. and have a beer with them. What's your drink of the week, Mike?
0: Uh, <laughs> well played. Uh well I just recently tried Jack Daniels and Cola. And I like Jack and Coke. It's a staple okay. when I go up to the Reno Santa Crawl. It's Jack and Coke and beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit at the table, give the girls 20 bucks, they keep on bringing Jack and Coke's. Yep. Uh yeah, we go on a sugar overload. Awesome. Yeah. Um wide awake drunk. Yeah. Uh I like the taste. It was, you know, again it's the sugar, the alcohol sugars and everything else. But, and you know what, at least the mix is right. I don't have to sit Mm -hmm. there and put more alcohol than soda or, you know, more soda than alcohol, but yeah, I like it. Um, you know, I haven't obviously because I've got to cut back on, you know, or eliminate the alcohol because of my health. eh, I still have dreams. Um, (laughs) so, but yeah, that was mine.
2: You know, I don't, (laughs) I didn't get a chance to experiment this week. I, uh, you know, with work and the races and, and just on and on, um, I'm going to throw out there my, it, I don't care for Jack. And I've tried the the Jack and Coke in the bottle, you know, the, the pre stuff. Um, I I'm, I'm going to go to one that I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. It's kind of a, it's a vodka seltzer. It's called high noon. It comes in a can, and it's not your typical White Claw or Bud Light seltzer. It is an 8% pre-mixed vodka and not fruit juice, but fruit, I think the can says fruit essence. Um, it's an 8-pack, 10-pack, something like that, I don't remember. Um, but it is phenomenal, and it is incredibly refreshing. The mix is right, it's vodka and fruit essence whatever essence is so it's not sweet
0: not sure, but it was carbonated fruit oil i guess would be fruit essence <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine
2: but it's but it's in a can and it comes in a night pack and it's it's nice uh, i mean you i struggle to find it but it's it's good it's one of the pre-mixed
0: and i'm back hi hey um, there you are sorry <laughs>
1: No, to figure what my fine.
0: camera does after like a half hour or an hour. Anyway, um well, you know, I tried the uh the white claw stuff and I I wanted to puke. <laughs> i am like on a whim I'm like, you know what? Let's try it. I have regretted my decision. I have regrets.
2: Yeah. Uh, and um, I've, I've tried know. several, you know, the, the coors seltzer and the Bud Light Seltzer and Ugh. I just can't go any further.
0: uh uh-uh. Uh if you don't like Jack and Coke might I suggest a different brand? Evan Williams.
2: Hmm. Well, see, it's it's not the Jack. It's just the, the bourbon in general anymore. Ah, uh, okay. You know, everybody has that one alcohol that they almost died on.
0: Yes. <laughs> I have yet to find it. For, for
2: me, that is Jack. Because okay. I spent too many nights in the middle of a hayfield in high school, throwing my guts up, begging God to pull me through this and i'll never touch it again <laughs> and lo and behold the next weekend hey you want to do a shot of jack
0: hell yeah um uh, of course <laughs> yeah I haven't, I haven't found the alcohol it's that has made me want to not drink it again um mm. white claw yeah what was that white claw you just yeah, said you'll no. never do it again uh, <laughs> i didn't puke it wanted to make me puke ah okay there, there, there's a difference, real big yeah. distinction there. Um, yep. No, I, you know what? It, the sad part is people look at me as like, I can't drink beer. And when I tell them I can't drink beer, they kind of like, what do you mean you can't drink beer? Okay. I don't think it's that unself explanatory. I can't drink beer. I don't like mm-hmm. the taste of it. I can drink Modelo. I can drink, you know, uh, I, I'll drink ciders till I'm blue in the face. Yep. I, I it, because it's the sugar. I, I beard is too bitter to me and the appetite bugs the shit out of me. Um, yeah. but like I said, I'll drink ciders till the day I die or sangria. I've come with sangria. It's just potent Ooh. and don't mix it with hatchets. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: rough. Did that. That's what caused my Ooh. alley during camping. Um, yeah. That was fun.
2: And see, I'm a, I, I, I like, I, my beer tastes go from one end of the spectrum to the other: Guinness and Coors Light, and it depends
0: on the mood. I can't do Guinness. Really? Yeah, I, it's too. Um, I've I've tried it, and not that I haven't tried it. Uh, it is. Um, it is too. It's almost too thick for me, too thick yeah. of a beer. Um, yep,
2: I hear that a lot. Or they don't like the burnt coffee taste or the chocolate taste or
0: yeah, – Guinness I, is a movie I,
1: itself.
0: You know, I, I, it's like I tell my kids, it's like, you know what? Before you tell me you don't like something, try it. Mm-hmm. Even if you spit it out, try it. That's all I've ever asked my kids to do. Don't just, you know, dislike something because you don't like the way it looks or don't like it smells. Try it. I, case in point, you mm-hmm. know, in my effort to kind of lose weight, I found these things called uh, goji berries. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a tea that uh, speeds up my metabolism. Aside from green tea, which I drank this morning, dried goji berries are just my experience. I, were like tart on steroids. It was just like. Ugh, like taking a a bite out of a lemon almost, yeah. but worse. <laughs> the kicker is I put it in I put about ten of them in some water mm-hmm. and they plumped up and they were sweet as could be. Or were were not like sweet. They saw the bitter, but they were sweet. Yeah. And today I put it on my uh my tea. Cause I, the coffee, I just can't do coffee anymore. So I'll do the caffeinated tea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> call me a pansy, fine listeners, don't care. <laughs> I am on a journey of my own. Um so but yeah they were just bitter and that that's sometimes like like death and taxes is another one I can't do uh just because it just it it don't agree with me. Yeah. It, it's just too thick.
2: I I have weird tastes. I mean, Jägermeister. Yeah. I love Jaeger. Yes. A lot of people say it tastes like Nyquil. Well, I hate Nyquil but I like Jaeger.
0: Well, you know, these nickel used to have alcohol in it.
2: Uh huh. You know, <laughs> and I drink straight tequila, and you know, I don't use what they call training wheels—the lime and the salt and all that. Uh-uh. So, my my definite go back, my fallback to, no matter what, is a vodka tonic.
0: Never had one. Had vodka. Never had the tonic.
2: The tonic with vodka tonic with a twist of lime is amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's refreshing.
2: It's, it's nice.
0: I'll have to try it, but I've, I've never had, never had one. Never really appealed to me. Vodka. I'm like, I'll shot that all day long and then puke later Um, and go back for more.
2: Um, (laughs) And I've discovered martini, dirty martinis. I like,
0: Uh, I've heard good things about it. I've tried an apple martini. Eh.
2: Okay. So a, a dirty martini is just, it's vodka a splash of olive juice. That's it. Okay. And it's, important. you look highfalutin when you drink it.
0: <laughs> pinky up.
2: Martini glass, pinky up,
1: yep.
0: Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> uh, again, I, we're getting better at this. I just got to work harder on my end to get some of these things, the notes and stuff up, which all is just is copy and paste now that I realize Word, who to put it. Yep. So, again, good show. Uh, again, I'm just basing stuff off my and my wife is home, but she's got homework. Um, uh, I, I think we're doing getting these things. I know we're hitting a lot of topics that are <laughs> heavy hitters, and you, you can't just talk about it in one show. It's kind of kind of go over repeatedly over other shows. But I I like how we're definitely getting going. Well, yeah. We're getting new new stuff in there. You know, I like
2: it. So Well and you know, I'll I'll reach out to the Dublin guy this week and check on him okay. again. He's he's having a rough time.
1: Yeah. Um I, I'd I like gather. to get him
2: on here. You know, um I'd like to get him on here and have a chat with him and I'll see what I can do. I just want to make sure he's in a mentally safe space. Yeah. You know. Before he starts, and it may be six months before he reaches out and wants to wants to talk about it.
0: I guess uh, it, it, you know, the mere fact that you reached out to him is like, hey, dude, we want to get your story out there. We want to help you through this. Um, I'm, you know, actually, not to be negative, but the couple of fathers groups I I'm part of, and what may I I found you with, and I don't know how many other you're a part of, but it was just like there there's a running theme, and I, I, you know, I don't know how anybody can switch it of it always seems to be negative toward in any state negative towards the male or the father in this case, you know, the wife leaves, takes the kids, father has to fight, you know, that much extra to Mm -hmm. get what they want. I don't know if you're seeing the same kind of theme across that, but it's like, I am. It's like, come on guys, you gotta, you know, I know this is a legal battle and marriage is a partnership and it's a fight. Yep. F- fight for what you want.
2: Well, and one and- of my employees is going through this right now with an ex-wife that lives back East and he's been fighting for years to try and see his daughter. And it's, it's actually, he's finally found an attorney and a judge that is pro father. Yeah. And helping him out. And he's so excited because come September, he actually gets to fly to Michigan Michigan and see his daughter for the first time in nine years.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
2: You know, so it is very negative. I guess for lack of a better term, negative press for fathers.
0: Yeah. And there's really no need for it. And I don't get why that is. It's just like the fathers just get, I mean, unfortunately raked over the coals it it to get hosed yeah and I, and I and they're in that like yeah. here's a, here's a, a, a kind of a personal story my wife when i we first got together we talked you know i don't care i'm an open book on certain aspects but you know we we were talking and she initially didn't want kids mm-hmm. because you know of her background and what had happened with her uh, we i i, I unaffectionately referred to her father as a sperm donor. Um, he's an ass. Yeah. Um, and she realized, you know, with my, ne- with my nephews, I liked kids. You know, people kind of like, well, you like kids. Yes, I like kids. Not in the way you're thinking, I like kids. I like to help them. I like to, you know, have, make, let them have fun, whatever, however you want to interpret that that's on you. But she saw my relationship with both my nephews and other, other friends, kids, and it kind of dawned on her going, okay, this man wants is will take care of kids. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't know what it was that made her realize it other than just the reaction to, what I was doing she sees that I'm not you know I'm not out there to be vindictive not out there to hurt them whatever it is but I I often wonder what happens with some of these fathers in the relationship why they divorce adults are going to divorce but you know people don't necessarily get along all the time it's human nature but and we can go further than this on another show and it, it, it's frustrating for me to see these, these men and fathers going, what am I doing wrong? I'm not, I don't do anything to harm the kids. Well, based on Facebook, however you want to take that, they're not doing anything wrong. I, and I look at them, I bet you did something that set the other <laughs> spouse off. Oh, yeah. And they're doing this to be vindictive. And I'm like... That's the wrong way to do that. I, there was a one I just came across where this father, in the, I get how I remember it, in the middle of the night, stole his truck, took his kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and, you know, and some of the comments were, well, you can't kidnap your own kids. Yes, you can. Yes, you Take can. Across state lines, that's a federal offense. You know, well,
2: and if you don't have, if you don't have custody, I mean, you have visitation rights and no custody, you can. It's parental kidnapping.
0: Yes. And people like, and it was, you know, of course, it, I think it was, uh, I believe it was, I don't know how a woman got on a dad's group, but you never know. Um, uh, that They're kind of restrictive to fathers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a woman that commented on it going, you can't kidnap your own kids. Yeah, you can. You can kidnap your own kids.
2: And it happens every day,
0: every single day, you know, Amber Alerts all through uh, everything. Yep. But I I, I wonder if we can, you know, I know it's you and I and you, you you Yep. I mean, I'm married with three kids and you're married with, you know, your daughter at home and adult children. But I I just feel sorry. And I'd love to get some of these guys out there and I can put it out into the groups. I'm like, hey, you know, we want to talk to you you know, trying to help you out, come on the show. It's, you know, audio and video. If you do not want your voice recorded, then, you know, that, you know, then I, it's kind of pointless for you to come on, but if you want to be on there, you can come on through zoom. You don't have to show your face, you know, whatever. But I I think we need to bring attention to that as well. And I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer. I mean, but you see the same things I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just want to, I wonder if we can use this show to kind of again involve kids to kind of go hey fathers care about their children too
1: yeah you
0: know it may not you know because they're getting screwed over in the court system you know that doesn't mean they're not caring fathers they're not you know capable fathers or capable caregivers i guess you may want to you put that in there but yeah but it's just something i've seen i don't know if you saw the same thing but every day sucks all righty sir, I think we've beat this thing down to a a pulp. I think so. And then appreciate sure And I my phone is 30% from dying. What was that?
2: <laughs> What's that?
0: I didn't hear Oh, what you I said. said my
2: phone's 30% from dying. So <laughs> oh, okay, Well, you can get it charged up.
0: Uh, anyway, yeah, I will we'll get, it uh, we'll get next week unless something comes up.
2: Sounds good. I'm on call next weekend for work, so It'll be last minute, but I'll, if something happens, I'll give you as much advance notice as I can. It'll be like your show, you know,
0: two All weeks right. ago. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's so we'll get up there. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs>
2: Jeremy,
0: how All righty. Jeremy, All right, man. We'll, we'll talk
2: to you after a bit. Thanks, Mike.
0: All right. Bye. You
2: too, sir. We'll talk to you after a bit. See you, bye.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with either me or Jeremy, I can be reached at digitalagedescendents.com at gmail.com or you can reach me at 707-385-9698 and jeremy can be reached at 970-394-4224 or emailed at doc sarjl that's d-o-c-s-a-r-j-l at gmail.com once again thanks for listening So as we discussed in the show today, this country is facing and has faced in the past years a large mental health problem. As I mentioned in the show, Congress doesn't seem to want to realize that or they just don't care. But we have a large amount of suicides in this country that we need to take care of and part of Jeremy's passion and I am going to follow suit is we want to bring attention to this issue. And by doing that, we hopefully can help some people. So I'm going to provide the national suicide prevention lifeline, and that can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. If you're facing a serious mental health break, or somebody, member of your family sees that you're facing a mental health break, don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out to myself, reach out to Jeremy, reach out to some other medical or mental health professional. We want you to stay around, especially for your kids.